0: Hey witches, welcome to Bad Witch Podcast, the podcast? Yeah, this is a podcast. (laughs) I don't know why, it sounded really weird when I just said it. Welcome to Bad Witch Podcast, the podcast where we're going to get our witch shit together one spell at a time. Hey, okay, so I already recorded part of this episode and then I went back and listened to it and I was like... "Eh." I don't love it. So I decided to give us a fresh start. I'm really uh, feeling the fresh starts right now because we have entered our astrological new year. It is airy season. I've never been so happy <laughs> to see Aries season. I've never been so happy for Pisces season to end. Oh my goodness. It was horrific, wasn't it? I mean, maybe some people had great Pisces seasons, Uh, can't relate to that at all. (laughs) Mine was horrible. (laughs) And uh, Mercury is gonna finally get off our necks and go direct on Thursday. So it's almost, we're almost there. It's almost over. I mean, yeah, we have a little shadow period. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hopefully it's not too bad. But um, I can already feel the lifting and the lightning and um, being happy again. (laughs) So (laughs) that's great. This, this has been a rough little period. I'm not going to lie. I mean, we've almost had a full month of just astrological foolishness. And then we had our last supermoon of 2019. Can you believe they were just like, boom, boom, boom. Here's all your super moons. <laughs> Let's turn everything upside down. And also, like, here's your period if you menstruate. Awesome. So it's all out of the way. We have entered this wonderful, fiery season. I mean, I find it wonderful. I, I never... Okay, so I just recorded the first... Bonus episode for Patreon, which is going to be like the astrology series. So I'm going to go through all twelve signs, and I start with Aries. Of course, Aries is number one. I'm not bitter at all. It's the Pisces that were last, and we're number twelve. Like it's totally fine, whatever. <laughs> but I went with Aries first. Of course, we're going to go in order. And uh, by the end of it, I was like, Oh, do I love all Aries? Are they my favorite sign? <laughs> which I'm sure will be like a turnover. I'm going to have with every single sign I go through. Um, I'm. I'm not. I was about to say even. Yeah, 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 but I'm not going to say the ones I don't like, but if you know me personally, you know who they are, (laughs) but you know what? I wanted to do this series because I wanted to give everyone a fair shake. I think we always have experiences with certain signs, whether it be someone we had a romantic relationship with, uh, someone in our family, someone that we had a friendship falling out with. a nightmare boss situation that makes us say, "Okay, I'm writing off every single person of that sign because they're all terrible." Like that's how bad the experience is. So part of the reason I'm doing this series is because I wanted to walk through all of the signs and be like, "Hey, we all have good. We all have bad. What can we learn from other signs? What can we try to adopt that we find admirable? Um, and what what doesn't work with us? What isn't compatible to our signs? What should we watch out for? What should we?" Uh, keep in mind when communicating with these other signs, because like it or not, we're going to always be interacting with each other. Like when I was single, I I like if someone had their, okay, I'm just gonna have to say the sign it is because I'm trying to tell this story. Um, And I have since changed my mind on this sign. I just want to say, so like this is no shade to anyone under that sign out there. But when I was on like Tinder and Bumble And whatever else, Raya, Raya, I could never get onto Raya and I was like very salty about it because I have a pretty decent Instagram following and they just waitlisted me forever. So like, that was probably my chance with Bill Skarsgård, right? It's been a long time since I brought Bill up. I'm pretty proud of myself. (laughs) Anyway, I watched Assassination Nation uh, this weekend, so he's on my brain and that movie is just, so it was a lot. Anyway, so when I was on Bumble and Tinder and, you know, people always put their signs in their uh, bios. And if someone's, if a guy said Libra, I was like, oh no, 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 <laughs> nah. So I would just like pleasantly swipe less because you were not getting a chance with me. I dated a Libra for a very long time and uh, it was uh, horrible. <laughs> it could not have been, I mean, it could have been worse. But it did a lot of damage and it was not a good situation. And uh, you know, we can't of course fault things just on someone's astrological sign, but there were traits that this person possessed that fell under, you know, that stereotypical Libra wishy-washiness and not being able to make a decision, kind of looking for something better and being these scales that were always tipping in one direction or the other, but couldn't find balance. So For a long time, I just wrote off Libras as people until I, like, looked at my friends around me and be like, wait, what's for signing in? And, like, some of the most supportive, loving friends I have in my life are Libras. I'm just saying they, like, happen to be women, all of them. So Libra men may still be the problem. I don't know. I don't know. That's why we're doing the series so I can do a deep dive and investigate. Uh, But, you know, now some of my favorite people in the world, like, literally in the entire world, the most supportive people in my life of everything that I do and talk to all the time and spend so much time with are Libras and like, imagine all the people I would have missed out on because I had written off a group of people based on their astrological sign, which sounds really silly, but it's something that we we do because you do have these singular and maybe not just singular, but you have these bad experiences or you have these cumulative bad experiences where you're just like, uh, not just no, but hell no, I will never deal with this sign again. And so, yeah, I'm doing this series to find the best ways to deal with other signs and in our communication, because we will interact with them. Unlike me on the dating apps, you can't just say, nope, no, thank you. And take all of this singular, or not singular, but this, you know, particular sign out of your life. So I started with that this week. It was really fun to record. I was kind of like, oh my gosh, am I going to have the energy to do two podcasts this week? Which, yeah, like <laughs> it's it's like the most fun thing, so of course I do. And doing the Aries podcast, Gabby, you're like real hyped up because the fire is already like coursing through my veins since Aries season started, March 20th. I go by one calendar. Some people say that it starts on March 21st. No, no, no. I just confused myself. March 21st. I consider March 20th the last day of Pisces. I consider March 21st the first day of Aries. So I don't, like, since it kicked in, I have just been on one. <laughs> I've been, uh, my energy has ranged from, do you want to fight? To, <laughs> like, oh, I'm sorry, did someone say something to you? Because, like, give me their phone number and coordinates right now. I'm going to handle it. To, I've gotten every email. I've needed to send it out. i needed to send it out. Wow. I've needed to send out for the past two weeks. I've just been putting off since I got back from, um... Portugal, I've just been on top of everything. That's why I was like, Oh, let me record this first podcast. And we like, give it time. And then I'll give myself a break and record this next one. And I'm like, No, 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 I'm good. Like, let's get this going. <laughs> so I'm really vibing with Aries season. Uh, you know, I'm saying all that that is the it is a Patreon episode. Uh, so it is one of the levels if you go to patreon.com slash that's it. Uh, you can see the different levels there. Um, but I'm saying all that to say this episode today is about astrology as well, because we're starting our astrological new year. We're going to circle back because before we do that, we have to do our mercury and retrograde check-in for the last time. Thankfully <laughs> during this period. So how has it been for you? Like has technology betrayed you? Have you lost a term paper? Have you uh told your significant other to walk off a bridge, <laughs> have you, uh, you know, tried to book a flight and accidentally put in the wrong name or the wrong passport number, or did your luggage get lost? Hi, welcome to the club. Like tell me what happened. Send me an email, at gmail.com. I got a couple this week. And so we could commiserate together, which is always nice. It's always nice with the coven to like, know you're not alone. And though Mercury may be wrecking your life, (laughs) at least there's some camaraderie and it wrecking other people's lives too. (laughs) But like I said, we only have, well, you're going to hear this on Wednesday. So then we'll have one blessed day left and we'll have a small shadow period to contend with. And then we'll be free. Mercury is going to get its life together and it's going to go direct. And everything will hopefully snap right back to normal. And we'll have this awesome Aries season energy that just has your girl hype to carry us through our astrological new year. Uh, so speaking of that, Oh no, no. Speaking of Patreon. Hi, I have shout outs to do. So a very special extra. Thank you. And I love you so much to Elizabeth, Aaron, Heidi, my Libra BFF. Hey girl, <laughs> Maya, Sola, and Stephanie, six patrons. Y'all. I'm so excited. Like every time my new email comes through, I'm like, Oh my gosh, <laughs> more people are subscribing. That's awesome. I don't know if it's, subscribing or patron patronizing, pa- patronage. I don't know. Anyway, it's dope. If you want to go join uh, the Patreon community, it is patreon.com slash badwitch. I already said that. I'm going to put it in the episode notes because I always have to double check if I'm actually saying the right thing. Um, oh, and I forgot to say about Mercury. Actually, it did mess with me this week. Uh, every time I went to start recording over the course of Mercury and Retrograde, something would get lost, something would get corrupted. Ooh, that sounds so like high tech. Oh, like my, my recording, was, my file was corrupted, <laughs> whatever. Um, or it would like erase itself. It would disappear or whatever. And so when I started doing the bonus episode, I'm like in my groove, I'm talking, I'm, I'm hyped like I am now. And I noticed that it wasn't like lighting up the way that the screen's supposed to. So I was like, okay, stop and listen to it real quick <laughs> because, Mercury, you gotta double check. And everything I'd recorded, there was just no sounds. The bard was the bar was there. Uh the the volume was showing that it was registering something, but no voice. So um Mercury has come for this podcast, and I just like refuse to accept that behavior on any level. So that is how Mercury, Mercury, <laughs> Mercury got me this week and has gotten me uh, this whole time it's it's aside from the whole fiasco with my luggage and Delta Oh, Delta. I, I just, I want to still love you so bad, but I just don't know what we're going to do right now. Um, it was this podcast. It specifically targeted this podcast, which I think is so strange. Maybe it's because I did that warning episode, uh, right before it started. And it was like, Oh, you think you're just going to give people survival tips? I don't think so, <laughs> but we're almost done. I am checking and double checking everything. I, Upload everything I record. Everything I'm, I'm listening to it because you know my biggest fear right now is that I'll record an episode and I, you know, just didn't check it as well as I thought I did, and it's on iTunes or Spotify or wherever you we were listening, and it just goes blank <laughs> for like ten minutes or it's like half of it's missing. I'm so worried about that. So yeah, like in the Mercury episode, we talked about you have to be diligent. You have to double check and triple check and quadruple check check. There's not enough that you can do. So yeah, if you have any more of those Mercury horror stories, please submit them to me. I would love to talk about your experience with you. Um, and just thank you so much to those six patrons. Y'all are the best. You make my life complete. Isn't that a song? I think so. I, your, your extra support on top of like all the support that all of you give me just by listening and subscribing and being here is like more than I could possibly ask for. It means the world to me. Love you forever and always. And I just, I can't say enough good things about all of you. You're all the best. Speaking of. So if you have been listening from the first podcast, hi, um, all three of you. Or if you've gone back and picked up the first podcast, you know, not, I know not everyone has come in and is going to listen to the whole thing. I, I'm like a completist, is that the word? I'm a completist. I think that's it. When you go through like everything in a series, like when I started Game of Thrones, I was like, I'm going to start from the beginning because it's like dragons or something. And I didn't know that Khaleesi and Daenerys were the same person. Also, it took me a really long time to figure out that, uh, what's her name? Oh my gosh, the queen, we don't need to talk about the other <laughs> it doesn't matter. Basically the brother and sister who have a relationship, I didn't realize they were twins, for a se- literal seasons, okay, but anyway, I'm a completist, so I like, we'll watch stuff all the way through. I know some people don't do that with podcasts, you don't have to, especially with a podcast like this, you're going to see a topic and be like, hey, that relates to me, I want to hear about this, or I don't give a damn about this topic do you, whatever, whatever, like you do whatever makes you happy. But in the first episode, I was like, my real life job is social media. I don't want to have social media for this podcast because I'm <laughs> for purely selfish reasons. I was like, I'm tired of being on social media. And I don't want to have to do it. And I think it's a really negative place. And I, it's my daytime job. So I don't want to bring any more into my life. Okay. Well, here's the thing. I forgot <laughs> that as a coven, we're a community and we need to be able to talk to each other. Like I'm talking to you. You have the ability to talk to me through email, but you can't talk to each other. (laughs) So what the hell kind of common is that? We need to be able to talk to each other. Oh my goodness. I, I don't know why it took me nearly three months to realize that. And also it's much easier to go and You know, tell me whatever you have on your mind or want to ask about or want to give me advice on. If there's a Facebook group instead of email, which totally still the Bad Witch podcast at Gmail, feel free to hit up my inbox. I'm really responsive. I will try to hit you back like that day, uh, if not that day, like first thing the next morning. But what kind of covenant are we if we can't all talk to each other? (laughs) Like, I don't know why it took me months to realize this. (laughs) So, there is a Bad Witch Facebook group now. Um, it's closed, so no one can see what we're posting, but that way you can find it. At some point, we can make it secret or private. Private? Yeah. Where, like, no one can find it if we want, and then you can, like, kind of invite people in if that makes you feel more comfortable. We can always fill it out. You know, we're going to be talking about stuff that's really near and dear to us, and, you know, we don't want it to be a huge community necessarily while we're all kind of feeling this out, and also, I've seen uh, a bunch of Podcasts, Facebook groups just explode, <laughs> or I guess implode because they've been taken down from the inside. And I don't want that to happen. I just want it to be a space where we can exchange spells and which you potion recipes and advice and tips and be there for each other and commiserate with whatever the moon is pulling on us that week or. You know, talk about our dreams and share about our dream journals that we've been writing and our favorite smudging tips because you know, we always say there's no perfect way to do any of the stuff we're doing. So, there is a Facebook group. I finally figured out we need to all be able to talk to each other. <laughs> it's so dumb sometimes. <laughs> so, you can search Bad Witch um, on Facebook, it'll have the same logo as the podcast. So, just uh, not submit, just request to join. I will approve you. There's no question because I couldn't think of like a question to ask. I don't know. It would probably just be like, who's Mickey in love with? And then it would just be both card, which has nothing to do with witchcraft, witchcraft, not mitchcraft. Oh my gosh. Um, so yeah. And I also put a link to that in the episode notes, so it'll be easy to find. I'm really excited that we'll finally have like a legitimate community where we can all talk to each other and not just me talking to you and you talking to me. Like we got to involve everybody. We're all witches. It's a coven. Literally how they work. It's literally a support system. Your girl got it. It took me a little bit, (laughs) but I got it. All right. So that is all of our uh, official bad witch talk out of the way. And like I said, we're in our astrological new year. (sighs) Doesn't it feel good? Y'all, I hope it feels as good for you as it has been feeling for me because that end of the year, I mean, end of the astrological year, that Pisces season was rough stuff. It almost felt like when you're right after the holidays and you have eaten too much and drank too much and been around your family too much. And you're like, please just get me to January 1st for everyone's sake. (laughs) Because one of us isn't going to make it to January 1st the way things are going. Um, So what I love about their astrological new year, is that it's a time for us to start fresh. It's a time for us to attend to things that we let slip already because, you know, I talked about this in the bonus episode a little bit. It is going to be it is separate content because like that's more of a deep dive into Aries and this is going to be about astrology more. Also disclaimer real quick, I am not an astrologist nor an astrologer nor an astronomer, if anyone was wondering. (laughs) I'm not really bad at math. Um, So I am all saying this of a place from someone who has studied it and someone who has a very keen interest in it and always has. I've always been like, I'm a Pisces, so I'm really creative. (laughs) You know, just defining my personality with it as early on as I can remember. I am not an expert. I will probably make a mistake in something I'm saying. Now we have a Facebook group. You can come in and gently... Pisces, remember, I gotta take gentle criticism. Say, oh Mickey, you said this, but like this is actually it, and this makes more sense, and um, you know, this is my experience. Wonderful. I welcome it. That's what community is. So I am not an expert. <laughs> I can and will say things wrong. That's part of my brand, I guess, at this point. I'm sure I've said at least five wrong things in every episode um thus far. But you know, I'm trying, I'm trying to say it all right. Okay, so what were we on right before? Side note. Oh, the astrological new year. So with the traditional new year, you know, we talk about in witchcraft, there's a lot of cycles. You're always entering or leaving something, whether it be a new week is starting, a new month is starting, um, a new astrology window is starting, a new moon is starting. You know, we're always dealing with cycles and cycles are wonderful. Because it's always giving you a chance to get out of the rut that you may be in and give you a fresh start. Cycles are great. And they also, they also can be very testing and trying because you may experience going through like a Groundhog Day situation where you're experiencing the same highs and lows all the time, but that cycle is just trying to teach you a lesson, which is make adjustments, and then you can have that fresh start because the cycle is always beginning over, you know? So I really am appreciating, especially right now, this astrological new year, how many times can I say it? A hundred. I probably will say it a hundred times by the time this is over. Just warning. Um, Because when you are coming from that, like end of December, beginning of January, you know, like our Western world new year, like I said, (laughs) you're coming off of a lot of pressure, usually on top of, feeling, on top of like being broke, if you have just like balled out, or even if you haven't balled out and you still need to like buy things for your family or travel, like those are big expenses. So all that together starts this perfect storm of like not being your best, not shining your light at the brightest that it should be right. And then there is a pressure for January 1st. It is a pressure and then it is a letdown. Um, what is the statistic? Like most people have failed their New Year's resolutions by the 30th. Like, they, I don't think I even made four days. My New Year's resolution was to give up uh, sugar, like any processed sugar. I think I'm pretty sure I was like deep into a box of Mike and Ike's by January fourth. Like I'm <laughs> pretty sure. It could have been the third or the second. I, gosh, giving up sugar is hard. Your body goes into like a withdrawal. It's insane. Anyway, so with January 1st, not only are you coming out of this period that is like literally a heavy period and it is spiritually a heavy period. It is cold outside. Things are dying. We are not, not things are dying, but like the world is the natural world is in a period where a lot of life is appearing to die. You know, it's the trees are bare outside. Um, you know, a lot of animals are hibernating. It's just a coldness. It's a stillness. And we're trying to just get out of the winter and that rest, it is a rest period, but also it's a heavy period and get into the bloom of spring. Right. Which is where we are right now, which is why it feels good to finally be here. And so you end this heavy period. And then it's not that you want to make a change because you want to make a change, it's like, well, you have to, it's, here's the expectation. You have to give something up for New Year's. And then that expectation is immediately setting you up to fail because you're going to fail because most of us fail at it. It's like, what is it? Gyms make the most money of the year in January. And then no one ever turns up again. And they're like, fine, because you got a 12 month contract. I'm speaking from personal experience. Uh, I did go to the gym today for the first time in weeks. And not just cause I was traveling because I hate going to the gym, but you know, Anyway, I'm trying to get with this new Aries uh, passionate fiery time and and get myself together. But <clears throat> I I'm not a fan of the January 31st, Jan uh December 31st, January 1st window because it's it's too much pressure you're too put upon and then when you do fail at it, which is an inev- inevitability, inevitability, you feel bad about yourself, which is so wild like we're told we have to make this change and then we make the change, but it's not even a change we're necessarily even committed to, or it comes from a genuine place. It's a change that like is something that can be rooted in something really superficial. And it's a change that we feel pressured to make. And it's a, it's something that you even will just kind of blurt out because you realize it's ten fifty nine and you have an hour left to decide what you're going to do for new year, you know, and you just say, Oh, I, I'm going to, uh, Oh, only drink water for the rest of my life. <laughs> like what? No. So what I do? Oh no. And also with with the December thirty first, January uh, first, New Year, our traditionally New Year, a lot of people look at it as okay. Well, I messed up my resolution this year, so like I have to wait until next year to do the thing I want to do. Eh, eh, no, false. <laughs> like. You, because we always are dealing with cycles, you have any time to restart that thing. You don't have to have this, um, this idea of like someday has to be a Monday for me to be able to start this thing that I want to do. Like we don't have to wait for January 1st to commit to some kind of change we want to make or to make ourselves better or to like fulfill our lives in a way that we've been meaning to. So that's why I have so much appreciation for our astrological new year because it is another time to start over you've kind of walked through the first couple months of the year. You've seen like what you really do want to work on and what is meaningful to you and what you want to do with like a positive intention. And it's because you're out of the chaos of the holidays and of winter and of things feeling heavy and just like the drain and the tiredness of being at the end of our astrological calendar as well. And so it is another fresh start. Like it's spring, things are blooming life. Is, we're coming back to life. Like everything is, is burgeoning. Is that a a word? (laughs) I think so. Everything is burgeoning around us. I don't know if that makes sense. Uh, Everything's in bloom, right? And here's this new opportunity. So it's just this wonderful time. And we're all in it right now. We're all in the very beginning of it. And even though you could say, okay, well, March 21st is my hard date where I have to make another change and I have to really set my resolutions now. You don't have to. We have a full month of Aries season where we are in the first sign. We have all of this time to figure out what the hell we want to do and what we're going to do and what we're going to commit to. And you know what? If you mess up the astrological new year and you gave up sugar like I did. And I mean, it doesn't even have to be something so like literal. It can be, you know, I'm going to meditate every day. Like we're witches, right? We're working in a spiritual realm. I'm going to meditate every day. I'm going to do Um, I'm going to smudge every week. I'm going to light a candle every day this month and set an intention and say a spell. Did you do your homework? Did you smudge? I hope you smudge because it's so important because we just started our year over. That's why that episode came out last week. So you better smudge and you better have gotten your Palo Santo. I know your house smells bomb. Mine does. We did it y'all. Um, but yeah, so even if you have this whole month period where we're in the first sign and things are starting over and you still can't quite get it right. And you're still a little off and you feel a little let down. Then guess what? We go into Taurus season and you get to do it all. You get to try all over again. We're always in cycles. Don't be hard on yourself. Don't beat yourself up because for what? (laughs) You know, as long as nobody got hurt, as long as you're okay, I'm okay. They're okay. as, As long as you're not like, doing anything dangerous or harmful. So what? You got another chance. We are always starting over. We always have the capacity to start over. We always have the opportunity to start over. That is what our astrological year affords us. So yeah, astrological new year is a dope time. I'm so happy we're here. I hope that it has been awesome for all of you. Uh, cause we, it was rough. <laughs> we we're a truly rough go of it. And I, I mean, I even feel like I can just breathe a little better, which is ironic because as you know, my allergies are horrible and I'm constantly sniffling all over this podcast. I'm so sorry. Um, you know, I, there's a lightness and there is a, just a sense of being able to go, okay, we made it. We're at the new year. And Mercury is, uh only accompanied us for about a week into it. And she's about to kick rocks. So we're all good. Um, so I wanted to do our crystal of the week first. I know I kind of put it at the end. Um, that's because I forget sometimes. But I want to do it first. And, um, and then we're going to go into our astrology topic of the week, which is we are going to talk about your sun sign, your moon sign, and your ascendant or rising sign and what they mean and what they represent because we all, everyone knows your sun sign, right? That's, that's something that is like part of a lot of our personalities, honestly, like, (laughs) let me say this. I love astrology. I think it's so interesting. It is dope. It is an ancient belief practice. It has been around forever, Right. And people that may say it, I think are just like boring and not fun, to be honest. <laughs> like, I see a lot of like astrological shit talk on Twitter. And I'm just like, you're boring. Your life would be more fun if you would just like get down with astrology. But anyway, that's another. If you're listening to this podcast, you're down with astrology. You're into it. You believe in it. And if you don't, babe, like. This may not be the podcast for you, or I'm going to convince you by the end of those podcasts. We'll see what happens, (laughs) but everyone knows their sun sign, right? And a lot of people align with their sun sign. I mean, people literally get tattoos of their sun sign, but as we get a little older or we get a little bit more into our practice, you understand that you aren't just influenced by that, that the sun, the moon, your ascendant are like the big three, but it's like every planet. Was in a position when you were born. That's on your birth chart. I cannot read a birth chart. I made that very clear from the beginning. Please don't send me your birth chart. I will be just as confused as you. I do have a couple of resources that can do birth, birth charts if you're interested, um, and I can always recommend people. But it ain't me, sis. I I I can't even read my own. I can read the breakdown, but like I can't. I don't know what a degree is. I 90 degrees. 40, 45 degrees. That's all I got. So <laughs> did not do well in geometry. Um, but and, you know, it's been, it's become kind of cool recently. Like, you know, all this witchy stuff and, um, astrology, it's been really on the rise in the last few years. Like we talked about that in a lot of episodes now it's, it's become very cool and trendy to like be into your spiritual side. And so people are becoming more cognizant of their moon sign and their ascendant. Those are like the three you can rattle off the top of your head. Right. So, We're going to talk about those, we're going to talk about what they mean, and we're going to talk about how they impact all of us. So back to our crystal of the week. I didn't forget. See, you thought I was going to go all the way and start talking about it, but I circled back. (laughs) So our crystal of the week is Amber. Let me tell you why obviously this is a podcast, um, because I wanted something to coincide with Aries season and all the fire and the light and the illumination. And Amber just really popped into my head. Um, you know, a lot of us know Amber from Jurassic park. It's what the mosquito was in. (laughs) So, uh, it, it isn't a typical gemstone. Uh, it's a fossilized, fossilized resin, but Beautiful stone, nonetheless, you can definitely make it into jewelry, so counts as a crystal to me. <laughs> but I love amber. I love the color. It's you know, really golden orange tone. Sometimes a little like subtle red tone, and it is full of fire. And Aries is a fire sign, and we are in a fire season. And amber brings a lot of happiness into your life, a lot of joy. It is a stone that can help alleviate sadness and lethargy. Every time I say that word, I think I'm saying it wrong. I think I, I'm i supposed to say lethargy. Am I supposed to say lethargy? That's lethargy. Lethargic. Let me know if I'm wrong. We have a Facebook group now, so you can just be like, girl, what are you saying? <laughs> but like, nicely, please. Um, but yeah, it, it's a stone that brings in a lot of brilliance. It brings in a lot of happiness. It brings in a lot of protection, It is something that is just going to illuminate your psychic ability, ability, illuminate your like chakras, illuminate your joy center. It's going to bring some happiness into your world. And I think that's what we need after these, this period of being in Pisces season and we were submerged, like just underwater, (laughs) just trying to break through the surface. Okay. Well now we're in Aries season and we have broken through the surface And thank goodness there is light around us now and it's going to illuminate so much for us. It's going to show us the way, you know, that's that fire. It's not just the fire of like passion and intensity and and, um, aggression in good and bad ways, but it's the fire of like illumination there is light around us. We can see things we couldn't see before. Our eyes are more open. We're being shown things where we're being shown before. So that's why we picked Amber for this week. It will just coincide beautifully, not just with Aries, but with our other fire signs. And, um, it's just a soul that's going to bring in warmth and it's going to bring in goodness. So also I just think, a- I just think Aries is really pretty. <laughs> I do know some beautiful Aries. Uh, I just think Amber is really beautiful. Much like citrine, I just love a golden, orangey tone, tone stone. <laughs> I, I just like the way it looks. I like the way it feels. I feel the warmth of my hand as soon as I touch it. And I feel the energy shift around me. Like it, it's a stone that can kind of, if it makes sense, I kind of think of it as like a Brita filter. <laughs> Like it filters out negativity and then what's produced is positivity and light and love and happiness. It's, I don't know the way, the best way I can think of it is like a filter stone, if that makes sense. Like you have stones like selenite that can cleanse and that can um, take out bad energies and that can kind of restore your crystals or your altar or um, like your witchy goods or even you to more, a more purified, Um, more purified energy level. Like I think of that as a cleanser, but I think of Amber as a filter, like just having it around kind of sucks the negativity out and it produces in turn positivity and light and um, a higher vibration. It's another good high vibration maker. And it's just a lovely stone. If you're into the oranges and the yellows like I am, you know your girl loves an orange or a yellow situation if you've listened to the It's Lick Candle Magic episode. Citrine and Amber are two, two ones that I just adore. Oh, and Tiger's Eye. Tiger's Eye also has that golden, I would almost say amber color to it. I would describe it as an amber tone. Um, you know, your girl just loves a, loves a bright stone. I, I love a gold situation. <laughs> I told y'all before my nickname when I was a kid was Golden Girl because I, my parents gave me too many carrots and I like started glowing. So it's like too much beta carotene. I don't know if this is true. This is a story I was told. Parents exaggerate things, but I think that Golden Girl thing has kind of stuck with me. And uh yeah, so I love amber. So that is our stone, our resin of the week. Also side note, when I was I mean, okay, so I'm 32. Uh, a lot of us grew up with Jurassic Park, if you're around my age range. And you know, the thing was like, oh, they took the DNA from the mosquito and the amber. And that's where the dinosaurs came from, right? I hope that's right. (laughs) But When I was like, 13 or 14. At the local museum in in like my little Louisiana city, they uh, where I'm from, they brought uh, like a Jurassic Park kind of Exhibit like timely, right? (laughs) Dress part came out like the early 90s, it was like smooth 2000. But, um, I remember I like I just had an attitude problem because I was a preteen and like I don't know, my scrunchie was too tight and I just had an attitude problem. (laughs) Um, so my mom like took me to the museum. My mom's very into like cultural stuff, she loves going to museums. I love going to museums now that I'm not a stupid preteen who doesn't have an attitude. I mean, I still have an attitude sometimes, but I'm not a preteen, <laughs> so I can, I can you know get it under control a little better. My hormones aren't as crazy, but uh, we, it was this Jurassic Park kind of thing, and I just kind of like stormed through it and then sat and was like sullen off on a bench, and there was no cell phones yet, so I don't even know what I was like being sullen with, just staring at the ceiling, I guess. And then we're in the car, leaving my mom, who's like the most cheerful, upbeat, lovely person. was like, oh, did you see the amber with the mosquito in it? I was like, what? The one part I would have thought was so cool, because I was a little witch crystal kid, right? Would have been the damn amber that I missed, because I had an attitude problem. (laughs) It just wouldn't be cool. So I missed the chance to see the amber. I do think that's so fascinating when the amber like has collected and it's fossilized and does have the the insects still in it. So um, yeah, I'm not saying get amber that has insects in it. <laughs> but what I am saying is that along with like its, its crystal magical properties, it has a very tangible connection to like our ancient world. You know, all of these stones do. They have cut and formed and been all and been pressurized and been around before us. And will be here after us. And it's a really always amazing way to connect to the natural world. And as witches, our abilities come from the natural world. We're in conjunction and connection with the natural world. It's, you know, the harmony that we strike with it. So if you ever get a chance <laughs> to go to a museum, that's about, uh, paleontology, don't be a brat and just huff and puff your way through it. And then, you know, have an attitude and miss the really cool parts about crystals and stones because that's where we're witches. That's the best stuff for us anyway. Anyway. So yes, Amber, our crystal of the week. I love it. It's one of my faves. I hope that you go pick up some and you add it to your altar or add it to um, a piece of jewelry you like to wear. It really is going to filter in that filter in negativity and filter out Goodness. Am I saying that right? Yes. You feel, no, no, no. It's going to filter out negativity. <laughs> yeah. Cause the filter spits out the bad stuff and you keep the good stuff. There we go. Okay. On to our main astrological event. We're going to talk about your sun sign, your moon sign, and your ascendant and what it all means. I have shared with you all before. I am a doozy. <laughs> when I, okay. For a long time, I thought that my ascendant was Libra. Uh, cause I, I think I either put in the wrong birth time or I don't know. I don't know what I was doing, but I just like read it once. And I just committed that to memory and like never double checked again or like went to another resource. So, um, I am a Pisces sun. Our sun sign is the one like Aries season right now. That is the, the sun sign that we're in. It's Aries season. If you were born during this time, you were born under the Aries sun sign. So Aries sun, nope. (laughs) Pisces sun, cancer, moon. Now you can imagine how shook I was to find out that I was a double water sign because I thought I was a Libra rising. Now I am a Scorpio rising, which means I am a triple water terror. <laughs> like, but also, um, you know, it's a lot of times we read stuff that has to do with our sun sign. And I think that is where a lot of like astrology naysayers come from as well where it's not just like, oh, that's magic, so it's bullshit, or I'm just not fun, so I don't believe in stuff like that, or whatever. Um, I think it's because sometimes people will read their horoscope under their sun sign, they'll be like, well, that's not me at all, or that doesn't relate to me at all. Or they'll read um, the characteristics associated with their sign, and they're like, well, this is fake, because no. For me personally, Pisces, we are creative, and we are little up in the air, a little flighty, <laughs> you know, th- those things are true for me, but we're also very, very sensitive. And, um, for a long time, I didn't understand that sensitive meant two different things. I took it as like, we feel our feelings very deeply and we cry a lot and we're like babies. <laughs> and, um, which for me, I've said before, and it's true, I'm a cry baby, but I'm, it's not from a place of like, feeling the emotion so deep. I just am empathic. So if I see a commercial or a movie, I'll try to fight it. I'm like, no, I don't want to cry, but I will just cry. (laughs) Like, no, I hate it. Um, So I wouldn't, I wouldn't categorize myself as a sensitive person, but what I I realized as getting older and understand having a better sense of the word sensitive and just not like the negative associations with it or connotations, I understood that sensitive meant being like empathic, uh, being able to feel people's other people's emotions and vibrations and have senses of what's going on around you so yes I am sensitive in that matter but when people say sensitive or Pisces a lot of the times they do mean we're crybabies and we are like whiny little so-and-sos which I'm not when I was doing the Aries uh Patreon episode and I was reading about them I was like oh am I Aries like am I a secret Aries because a lot of that like not wavering on opinions not or like stances or decisions um being aggressive uh not in a in a negative way but like going after what you want in career or in life or in your relationship or dealings with other people um kind of that courage and bravery and adventurousness man Aries are so cool I really love Aries now (laughs) Those are all things that I was like, well, that's more like me. Like I'm not one to be like, oh, I don't know, like hemming and hauling back and forth. I'm like, no, this is what we're doing. Done. Like, I'm gonna make the decision. Don't bring me problems, bring me solutions. Like, let's get let's get this done. Uh, you know, I go kind of hard sometimes. So <laughs> I I was aligning a lot with what I was reading there. And to go back to like talking about how we identify with our sun signs, I think. Think that people will read some of the characteristics and be like, Well, that's not me at all. So astrology is fake, but we are not that sun sign. We're a cul- culmination, culmination of our sun, our moon, and our rising as how we feel about ourselves, how we actually are, and how we present to the world, right? And then, like I said, all the other uh, planets and the moon and the degrees they were in when we were born. Like, it's so much more complicated. <laughs> that people give it credit for because you know when you hear when a lot of people generalize about magic and witchcraft and astrology they're just like oh this is just like foo foo stuff for foo fruit people but there's a lot of science behind it don't ask me about science as you know i don't know i i didn't take anything past biology i don't understand chemistry i can't balance an equation i <laughs> my teacher called me a Barbie doll one time because I just like couldn't figure it out. She was a woman. Don't worry. It wasn't like as deeply misogynistic as it sounds, but like a little bit. Um. <laughs> oh, high school. Uh, yeah, but it is a real science behind it. And it's a real study behind it. And it's something that has existed since antiquity. And there's all these brilliant minds that we revere for their like scientific inquiry that did deal with astrology. So you know why do we have to act like It's just like a silly girl thing, or it's just a silly, you know, oh, this is just what teenage girls are into. Okay. Well, number one, teenage girls are like really smart and awesome a lot of the time. And I, I support what they're into. And if it is astrology or like being woke, hello, teenagers are the ones saving the world right now. Like I'm behind it. So stop naysaying and like shitting on teenage girls or teenagers or teenage non-binary people, however you identify or they identify. Are there teenagers listening to this? Hi, if you are, hi, welcome. Please let me know. I'd love to know if there are like some younger listeners. I just assume everyone's in their 30s exactly like me Um, because I'm a Pisces and Pisces are self-centered. That one does a (laughs) lot. But yeah, so a lot of people think about their sun sign and they don't know about the depth behind all of this stuff and how ancient it is and how it's touched all these civilizations over time. Not just talking about astrology, but talking about witchcraft, talking about the practice of magic, talking about our belief systems, talking about mythology and folklore and all these come from somewhere, you know, saying all this to say, if someone naysays you, uh, just send them my way because I got this Aries season energy going and I'm like ready to take some people down with some facts, (laughs) some facts and some opinions and some arguments. Um, but yeah, so sun sign, you're not going to necessarily just align with your sun sign. That is the point. We have all these other things going on around us. And that is such a simplification of astrology. So sun sign, moon sign, and rising signs. So we're going to break down each one. And yeah, so when you hear people say um, your ascendant or you're rising, that's the same thing. I know uh, some people Kind of get confused about it. For a long time, I was like, oh, is it the same thing? I looked it up <laughs> just to double, double, triple, make sure it's still more hearing retrograde. I still got to be on top of it. So rising and ascendant is the same thing. I, I tend to say rising just because ascendant is kind of a hard word for me to say. You know, I got the speech impediment over here that just pops out. Um, good thing I record a podcast, but yeah, so I will say rising, I guess, you know, I'm saying that right now, but I'm going to say ascendant in two seconds. Cause I can't figure out if I'm going to say crystal or stone every week. So <laughs> rising ascendant, same thing, different name. Okay. So rising ascendant sign. What, what is that? What does that mean? Like sun, moon, got it. Rising ascendant. So your rising sign is the sign that was rising on the Eastern horizon at the time that you were born. Easy enough to figure out, right? <laughs> this is why when you're doing um, all your ast- astrological digging for yourself or for other people, that birth time is like so important because it changes. You know, the planets change position; everything is changing. So you got to get like that closest time that you can get, or the exact time. Call your parent if you can. I, I, the only reason I can remember mine is because um, I was born at nine twenty-five p.m which is the same time that they used to announce the lottery winner, the lottery numbers on the Louisiana lottery. <laughs> so it's like, it was on a commercial my whole childhood. So no matter what, I can remember 9.25 PM. So the birth time is like very important. Same thing with moon and sun. So your sun signs the position that the sun was in when you were born, moon signs position the moon was in. Okay. So what do all three of these mean? I'm going to try to not confuse this. <laughs> I always confuse it. I always have to go back and look it up because I don't know. It's something there's, they all are like three parts of a whole, right? So I just always swap them in my mind for some reason. But in the most simplest way, the most simple way, in the most simple way to break it down, there we go. (laughs) Your sun sign describes your ego and your personality. The moon sign describes your personal, the person's inner emotional self. Um, especially dealing with like how you love and how you feel and like your romantic side. And then the rising sign represents the way other people see you. Okay. We're going to do that one more time. (laughs) Let me make sure I got that all right. Sun sign describes the person's ego and personality. That's why there's so much emphasis on like those traits, right? Whenever you are looking at the sign, the first thing that pops up is like, these are the traits of that sign. They're uh, confident. They're... Uh sexy. They're do I don't know. Do any of them say they're sexy? <laughs> I don't know. Might say they're like sexual, um, like uh very hot-blooded, whatever. Uh they're compassionate, they're loving, they're yeah, 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 whatever. Uh, and then so the moon sign is your personal inner self, your emotional self, which makes sense. I mean, the moon is like a moody girl, like, you know, she affects our moods so much when especially when we're dealing with like the different moon cycles, the full moon. So it, it's it's kind of like a reflective, uh, you know, you almost think of like the reflectiveness of the moon surface. Does that make sense? I don't know. It's kind of, kind of poetic. I'm going to keep it in. Uh, and then the rising sign represents the way other people see the person, which uh, of course I'm going to have to center this around myself because I'm the only person here right now. So uh, as a Pisces, I see myself as a lot more, gentle and compassionate and uh, sympathetic and nurturing than other people tend to see me. And I what I know now, not what I think, but what I know now, knowing a little bit more about rising and ascendant signs, same thing. Why do I keep saying the same thing? I can just pick one, right? Um, a lot of people do see me more with my Scorpio energy, which is both Good and bad. So I've had a lot of people tell me, like, you're really confident, you're really um brave, you are what are more good Scorpio traits? All the bad ones are like rushing to you right now. <laughs> they kind of get a bad rap, you know? Um, that I'm a very strong person. I'm strong in personality, I'm strong willed, uh, I'm I'm strong in like my opinions, I'm unwavering. But at the same time, I also get, oh, you're so dramatic. And, uh, you know, you can just be really extra and, you know, it's kind of these negative connotations that are associated with being a Scorpio. In fact, (laughs) Oh, another good one. Very confident. Did I say that already? People have always been like, Oh, you're very confident. That's just because at, at some point in my life, I was like, I mean, why shouldn't I be like, why shouldn't we all just have so much belief in ourselves? Because like, according to who, shouldn't we? So if you do struggle with your confidence, you should just kind of approach life. Like, uh, yeah, I'm just going to be confident because I'm making the decision to, because uh, nobody runs me, but me <laughs> it's just kind of how I approach life. But, um, yeah, even in like middle school or high school, I was almost voted most dramatic, which I don't think I'm a very dramatic person. Like I'm, I think I'm fun. I hope to be a fun person. <laughs> I, hope, I hope I'm like a good time to be around and people enjoy my company. Um, and you know, you enjoy my company via the podcast and now in the Facebook group, we're going to all hang out. Uh, but you know, I would get like the dramatic, the kind of, um, cocky, you know, it confidence and cocky is like a thin line with a lot of people, especially if you're a woman and you're a very confident woman, people uh, don't like that. (laughs) They like to take that down a peg real quick. Um, and you know, just feeling your feelings to an extreme, which is kind of a Piscean thing. Like we do feel very, very deeply. And it always kind of bothered me because I did have this more like outgoing, open personality. And, you know, it was loud. Listen, I'm loud on this podcast. I know that. <laughs> part of that is by design because I like to listen to podcasts in the tub. And when it's time to blast more hot water into the tub, I miss part of the podcast. So like <laughs> if it's too quiet. So I try to record it kind of loud. Sorry if that's annoying. Um, you know, you can let me know if I need to turn it down a notch or also, you know, just turn your app down a notch if it's too loud. It's, it's kind of by design that I'm doing that. So you can still hear it if you're in the shower, you know, or in the bath like I am. Um, but uh, you know, have, I do have a naturally loud voice. My dad also has a voice that carries four miles. I could probably be a sheep herder in the Swiss mountains in another life. Um, we you know, and people always took that as, being my personality, being like, oh, loud and dramatic and I'm always having a laugh and blah, blah, blah. And it always kind of bothered me that like the girls around me, and I do mean girls because we were in like middle school and high school that were more quiet, were automatically seen as like the generous, kind, compassionate, really nice people. I mean, I thought a lot of people would be like, oh, I thought you were going to be really kind of like aggressive and mean until I got to know you. And I'm like, no, I'm I try to be really nice, I swear, but they were getting that Scorpio read off of me. They were, they were getting that confidence and maybe it was being misconstrued or miscommunicated on my part. And so, yeah, I, would always look at the quieter girls and be like, well, I have a lot of those traits. I'm actually way more those traits. I'm actually really shy and, um, kind of keep to myself. And I try to really be there for other people. And I'm, I'm a mom friend, even though I, have no desire to be a mom. I am the mom friend (laughs) and I will take care of you. And you know, the days are behind us where people are getting like blackout drunk. Thank goodness. But when we were out and people would just turn up a little too hard, I was the one taking care of them. So that's something that has always kind of stuck with me because I'm more confident and upfront and loud. People take that as like, people really do see me more as a Scorpio than a Pisces. A lot of people are you know, not impressed. No, no, no. They're not impressed when they find out I'm a Pisces. A lot of people are more um, shocked when they find out. Because I just, I am i don't have a quiet nature. I do have an inner quietness that I keep with myself and it's reflective time. But it's also very personal. I'm, um, much like Karen Kildit Gareth's uh, dogs, I am fiercely private. <laughs> so... Um, Yeah, but that always bothered me that my Pisces side didn't really shine through because I felt that that was much more my personality. But you know what? People are going to make decisions about you not only based on what you present, but based on their preconceived notions and based on their interactions and their experience and what they like and don't like. And, you know, we can try to change, not change ourselves, but change other people's opinions of us if we feel like it has truly gotten off on the wrong foot. But also, if it's not a situation where we need to worry about what they think about us, then why should we? (laughs) Like, I'm not going to, and you just can't make me. Okay, maybe I am more of a Scorpio (laughs) than I think I am. (laughs) But yeah, so your rising ascendant is like how other people are taking you in. It's the face that you were showing to the world, which some signs are in, you know, a lot of people think Scorpio is a fire sign because it is very intense, but it is a water sign. So, you know, I was still swimming along. Um, I just, I I just present that. And I, I, I have a better understanding of that now. It's also in fact that I'm like tall and broad shouldered and um will have like crazy hair colors. I know that's kind of more aggressive to people. Just like my, just my body type in my stance, which is wild. Right. But people make decisions off of that too. And, and also, let me look into this a little bit more before I say it outright. But um, your, your sun and your moon and your ascendant do have, a, a, not a value with your looks, but do you have like a, an effect on your, well, I don't want to say an effect, but there is like a look, you know, <laughs> if that makes sense. So I think maybe I do look more like a Scorpio. I got that Scorpio energy just buzzing off of me. And in my case, being a triple water sign, I think that the Scorpio energy comes off so strongly because I am a very sensitive, shy Pisces when you get down to it. And again, not sensitive like in the bad connotation of it, but sensitive and like I feel everything and I take in everything and I'm trained a lot of the time. So maybe my Scorpio face is like, hey, back off a little bit or like give me some space or um, you know, don't try to dig too deep because I am a little more shy when you really get down to it. I'm a very, very shy person. <laughs> I do good here. I do good on social media because, you know, I, I don't have to do like the face to face, which I, I love doing the face to face, but it just takes me a while to be comfortable because I'm shy and people never buy that <laughs> because they don't come off as shy. But like, I'm, it's very hard for me to go somewhere by myself and just like strike up a conversation and whenever I would have to go to like blogger and influencer events alone, I would, Oh gosh, just like knees quaking because I was scared to say hello to someone or like scared to have an awkward interaction. I'm very awkward <laughs> in social settings sometimes. And can I just say overall a huge thank you to that person that will like spot the lone person at any kind of event or social situation or bar, whatever I was about to say a dance at <laughs> a hoedown. And, um, and makes the effort to extend a hand or a hello or a smile to that person like bless ya because I'm too shy to make that move. So yeah, I in learning more about the signs that is the energy I'm now understanding that I'm putting out there is my rising energy and that's how the world sees me. And it is it can be like more of a first or early interaction thing because once someone gets to know you, they're going to see all the layers that we all have, right? We're not just one thing. That's the wonderful thing about astrology and the wonderful thing about individuals and life itself. We're not all just this one thing. We all have facets and hopefully they're all wonderful and they balance out the bad and the good. So for you, is that the same thing? You know, do you feel like, oh, I'm this one sign and I have these traits and these are my characteristics. And then when people meet me, they get like a totally different read. You know, I'm, I am curious how common that is, especially like Pisces and Scorpio is a big difference. <clears throat> Whoo, There come those allergies. I knew they weren't going to let me go through without one. Um, but you know, it's a big difference and people would never really align those signs. A lot of people don't think Scorpio is a water sign for that reason. So for you, is it the same thing? Is it, do you feel like you so have these certain traits and characteristics under your sun sign and then when people meet you, they just get a read on you. And you're like, what the heck? Where did you get that from? Like, what's going on? And then it's, it's also dealing with your moon sign, which is really like your inner world. No wonder we all feel kind of crazy and discombobulated sometimes. And, and it's, we're just getting different reads off of people that really aren't necessarily the read that they would want us to have nor is it the read that we even think we're giving out. You know, it's like being in your own head, being aware of like your ego and your personality, and then be aware of what you're projecting. That's a lot. We're dealing with a lot y'all. Like I'm proud of us. <laughs> we're even bouncing all this. <laughs> is it time for a, we deserve good. Yeah. I think it's time y'all. We deserve good. I deserve good. You deserve good. The coven deserves good. We all deserve good because even with our inner workings and, Under the astrology and the actual, how we just entered this world already has all these meanings and layers, you know, and connotations. I'm proud of us. And we definitely deserve good this week. So um, I was about to give you your homework, but let's, okay, no, I am going to give you your homework and then like, let's dive a little bit deeper into all of this. So we've kind of, we've covered rising ascendant. I don't know why I keep saying both. It's really stuck in me that I have to say both for some reason. Um, So we've covered that. And to me, I almost feel like, I don't want to say it's the most important one, but I want to say that it's one that we really need to be mindful of because like our personality and our traits are are those. And we can definitely adjust our characteristics, but some things are just natural to us and there's nothing you can really do about it. Like I can try see, I was going to say like, I could personally try to be like, to give people more space to kind of be like, Oh, I don't know. Like, should we do this? Should we do this? What about this? Like when it comes to an important decision, but I don't even want to be that way because that's a personality trait and characteristic that is just embedded in me. Like, I want to be like, no, we don't have time to waste. Like, let's figure out what we're doing and let's make it happen. And let's make a solution from there. Like, let's not waste our time. I'm big on not wasting time. So I was going to say, you can adjust your characteristics if you want, but that's not true. (laughs) It was just deeply embedded in you. But like, again, um, when I was studying Aries season to do this episode, uh, the other episode, um, something that I saw with Aries that I would like to adopt to myself is how adventurous they are. Um, I've had people tell me, because I have like lived a lot of places and moved to like other countries and not spoke my language. And they're like, wow, that's really brave. I don't think that's brave. I think that's just like, you know, I just something people decide to do. And that's cool. And we all do different things and want to experience different things. And moving to another country might be really important to someone and mean nothing to someone else. And that's fine. But when I think of being adventurous, I think of like, just dancing, like at some club in the middle of Ibiza or whatever until like seven in the morning and like making friends and, uh, you know, couch surfing and staying in hostels and like building community with expats that you meet abroad and like locals and on all this stuff. And like, I'm too shy to do all of those things. Um, so it doesn't even have to be like, Oh, bungee jumping <laughs> or skydiving. Cause no way in hell, not today, not tomorrow. Will I ever do that? No, thank you. Um, life is hard and scary enough. I don't need to like add an element of danger, <laughs> but Hey, if you have the guts, like more power to you, I'm just a big baby. So I can't do it. But yeah, just like being able to go out by myself. I can travel by myself, no problem. But then I'll like stay in my, I was going to say hospital. That's not right. I'll stay in my hotel and um, maybe not leave for like hours and just chill out and go to the spa. And like, that's maybe not the best use of my travel time. I should be going out. I should be eating at different restaurants. I should be trying more local cuisine. I should be talking to all kinds of people and making connections with, people that I'll never cross in my day-to-day life. But I am truly, truly just not really that personality type. And I don't have that in me. And so that's something that I want to borrow from Aries. Cause I think that sense of like adventurousness is amazing. And I wish I was more like that. So we can kind of dabble with our traits and our characteristics, especially if it's something that we think is negative about ourselves. We can always work on it. We're works in process, works in progress. I always make that mistake. We're works in progress all the time. You know, when we go back to talking about the cyclical nature of everything, we always have a chance to start over. We always have a chance to revise and revisit what we're doing and how we feel and how we're feeling about ourselves. You know, we can't always change outside circumstances. We can't change other people, but we can work on ourselves. And as witches, we're always doing that. We're always growing. We're always building. We're always, you know, elevating our, our witchcraft. I was about to go into this thing about how I watched Teen Witch this weekend, but I'll save it for another episode. But you know, she really goes on like a journey of becoming her best self and witchcraft helps along the way. It's beautiful. I love Teen Witch. It was on IFC, y'all. It was it was a great thing to wake up to on Saturday. Um, but yeah, so that's our sun sign, our personality, our traits, our egos. And we can we can dabble with that stuff. And even with the moon and it being more personal, more insular, more inside of you, um, dealing with love and romance, we can make adjustments there. Sometimes, <laughs> sometimes with like anything dealing with the moon, we're just at her whim, you know. Like we can only do so much. Uh, but those are still things that are like in our inner world, and we can deal with them personally, and we can make adjustments and make changes with your rising sign, because it's the other way that it's the way that other people outside of yourself are taking you in. We can only do so much with that, especially if it is like a first impression situation. And sometimes you only get first or second impressions. You see someone two, three times in your life, you're working on something together and then that's it. And they walk away and who knows what they might have thought or said about you, you know? So that's the one I feel like we have the least amount of control over. And, you know, I do think about that. Uh, there was like a tweet going around, uh, what, I can't remember exactly what it said. Leave it to me to like not screenshot it. But it was like, you know, there's a version of you that someone is telling their therapist or something like that, you know, and you, we do, we so think that we're one way and we, we think we're our, hopefully our best selves and that's what we're presenting to the world and people could be seeing something totally different and that a lot of the times is coming from your rising sign, just, and they will walk away. And if they describe you to your best friends who really knows you and knows your heart, Your best friend would be like, Who the hell is who's that? You know, (laughs) you know, that meme of Rihanna, where she's like, Who's that? (laughs) Like, that, like, what are you talking about? I don't know that person. We can just only do so much to sway other people's like thoughts about us. And like, why should we? Unless it again, unless it's someone that's like really important to you, someone you have to interact with, someone you have to deal with, even if they're not important to you, they're just a part of your day to day life or whatever the circumstance may be, they're going to get an energy, a read off of you, and you're just going to have to work with it. <laughs> I know. That's all he can do. Um, so yeah, remember I said I was going to give you your homework and then we deep dive a little more. Here's your homework. If you do not know your um, your moon and your rising sign, I'm, I'm assuming we all know our sun sign, but hey, you may not know your sun sign. I will know your business. You may have been busy with other stuff and didn't have time to look it up ever. That's fine. So, um, I would recommend Cafe Astrology. Let me make sure I'm saying it's not like some weird, uh, uh, URL. Okay. Yeah. So cafeastrology.com, you can go to natal charts and then you put in your name, like your given name and then, um, your birth location. So the city where you were born and then your birth time. If you have all that information, you put it in and it will break it down for you. Um, it's not the same as having your birth chart done by someone who <clears throat> actually, I just <laughs> went through puberty there a bit. Uh, do, yeah, our voices changed too. Yeah, my voice definitely has dropped in register. Um, what am I talking about? <laughs> anyway. Um, so there's people that actually do like natal charts. That is their gift. They are so skilled in it. They have studied. It is not the same as going to someone like that, but it is a good little, um, like intro course to your birth chart. And it will give you your, your positions of your planets, your sun, your moon, and your ascendant. So you can at least get like a good start on it. And again, if you want to actually go to someone who does this, uh, I have recommendations we can talk about on the Facebook group because we have a Facebook group. Yes. The Facebook group is coming so in handy already. Why did it take me three months? (laughs) So put in that information. I'll give it to you right there. It will give you your chart. Uh, If you are smarter than me, which hell, you you definitely could be, you might be able to decipher it a little better than I can. All I know is like my big three. I don't have any other um, part of mine personally memorized. I know some people when we have uh, like in uh, Facebook, other Facebook groups, people are able to say, oh, I... Um, and this is where my mercury is. And this is where my, and I was just like, how do you memorize all that? It's like memorizing pie. I got 3.14 and then I got nothing else. 3.1415. That's it. That's all I know. It's, I'm, I can't get more than that. I could study it for a month and I'd still be like 3.1415. <laughs> that's it. I got limited capacity to memorize all this stuff, you know? So yeah, I like cafeastrology.com. Uh, and also you can just Google, um, birth chart or natal chart calculator. You can Google sun sign, moon sign, rising sign calculator. There are hundreds that you can just put your info in and there you go. It will pop up for you. Tap, 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 click. And it calculate calculates it out for you. And that is a good starting point. And in fact, if you, um, so that's your homework is find out your sun, your moon, and your rising if you don't already know. And if you do uh, join the Facebook group, everyone posted. I would love to see. It would be like a great way to kind of introduce ourselves to each other. You know, this is what mine is. And do I come off as this or what do you think? The more we get to know each other, I might be like, yeah, you know, at first you gave me like a real Leo vibe, but gosh, now that I know you, you're like definitely more of an Aquarius, (laughs) you know, it might be like a great icebreaker for all of us. If we put what our signs is. so actually yeah, I'm gonna start that thread. Um, so once you do, if you decide to join the group, which I hope you all do, it would be great to like really get to know all of you um, and ha- you know get us we all get to know each other. That's what a coven is. And then we'll all move into a house in New Orleans and we're all black and we'll be amazing. <laughs> except no. New Orleans is from like someone who is in New Orleans frequently. it is uh, it's been and basically lived in New Orleans for a very long time. It's very hot. And uh, the all black is not going to work personally for me in that situation. Uh, your girl gets hot very quickly. So no, I can't do that. But like indoors with the AC blasting, we'll definitely get an all black situation going on. Uh, so yeah, that's your homework. And I'll go ahead and start the thread. So if you join the group, that can uh, we can all talk about it. So, okay. So I wanted to go back real quick to um, the rising sign and your physical appearance, because I mentioned that before, and it's something that I'm kind of still learning about, uh, And I I think when I read the Scorpio one first, I was like, well, that's not true at all. (laughs) But I don't remember exactly what it was. But um, let's go through them. I thought it would just be kind of a fun way to wrap up the episode. So I actually have a list that I'm reading off of, uh, and I'm just going to do like quick cuts through it. Uh, I just thought it'd be kind of interesting once we actually go to Cafe Astrology or whatever website you find that works for you and you calculate it all out the most fun math you're going to do this week, maybe in this lifetime. I don't like math. Uh, (laughs) And then, you know, we can all, you'll know what it is. So here we go. Aries tend to have sharp and distinctive features and prominent brows. Aries rules the head and face. And uh, some may have birthmark scars, etc. on the face and the head. Males may tend towards baldness. All that testosterone, perhaps. (laughs) Uh, Strong bone structure, quick movements, and an upright posture are associated with this sign. Oh, nice. I love a good posture moment. Uh, some of the signs have a ruddy complexion. All will tend to have strong constitutions. Ugh, I wish. Um, they may tend to glance around the room as opposed to maintaining a steady gaze and tend to have a confident, brisk manner of walking. Go, Aries. Taurus. I guess I'm just going to read you the whole description, <laughs> but you know, why not? Taurus. Taurus. Um, my little baby best friend, uh, Milo, is a Taurus, so I have like a very special place in my heart for Tauri. Tauruses? I never know what to call them now, but um, Milo, when you're old enough to listen to this, um, you know, you're not not—you're my number one Taurus, bud. Okay, so Taurus, frequently large bodied. Uh, that's not necessarily plump or fat. That's true. He is a big baby and he is going to uh, rule us all one day. He is going to be like a football player or something or a big swimmer. Um, c- but al- could also be muscular and sturdy, dark hair and eyes. Remember eyes could also be dark blue and hair, dark blonde, as well as brown or black with a serene and steady gaze. All interestingly, members of this sign often have smaller than expected ears. Uh, their hair tends towards naturally curly or wavy. Is this about Milo? <laughs> oh wait, but this is not, this is his sun sign. Not as uh, Sorry for all this baby talk. Uh, trust me. That's not normally me. He's just my best friend. Okay. Um, Ruling the throat and neck, this bodily area is often eye-catching, maybe a thick bull-like neck, you know, Taurus or bull, uh, or perhaps a long, graceful one, but generally prominent in some way. Gemini, highly expressive faces reflecting their mood of the moment. I think that's an easy read. These people give off a feeling of energy, even when at rest. They may jitter a bit or shake their legs, but even if they're not actually moving, there's a sense of energy simply waiting to explode. Often grace with small features... Is that a grace thing? I think big features are nice. It sounds odd, but look at the face. And it may seem somewhat doll-like. Uh, with the features more centered and spread out, fast-paced speech goes along with extremely quick minds. Well, I got the fast speech. I might secretly be a uh, Gemini. Uh, physically agile with naturally slim build. Oh, wait, never mind. <laughs> Some weight gain is a possibility. They just seem like they should be tall and thin. Even when they're not, more, most often pale complexed okay, I'm out, and restless eyes that seem to take in everything all at once, they frequently possess high foreheads. Cancer. A lot of reading, y'all. Uh, the most prominent feature is a round face. All Even when skinny, they frequently have rounded, soft features and apple cheeks. The sign rules the stomach and breast, and these are often noticeable in some way. The stomach may be round Santa-like. <laughs> Cool. Uh, Or flat with six-pack abs. Those are your two options, y'all. The female breast may be large or small, but tend to be well-formed and pleasing to the eye in either case, or either case. Rounded eyes tend to give a moony or dreamy expression. Ooh, okay, come through, cancer. Uh, High cheekbones and a prominent brow complement the look. Extremely expressive features with long limbs compared to the trunk. Even short natives often have a lanky look to their arms and legs. What is short natives? That sounds Problematic. Okay. <laughs> All right. Leo. In keeping with their zodiacal, 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 sure. Symbol, lions frequently have mane like hair framing their keen eyed, well shaped faces. They tend towards high color and complexion, sometimes tending to ruddy. <laughs> I hate that word. I don't know why. <laughs> um, these natives will be regal bearing, erect posture, and graceful movements. Okay. I guess natives mean like you're native to that sign. Um, their movements can be slow, but dramatic and extremely lion <laughs> sure, short, short leonin, I guess that's a word. Eyes tend to be almond shaped, often a dark shade. Again, not necessarily brown or black, but dark blue, dark green, dark hazel. They may have a tendency towards bad backs or pain in the back neck or sometimes the shoulder area. Although the soldiers shoulders themselves tend to be strong and broad Virgo. Okay. Virgo is long as hell, which <laughs> is keeping with everything I know about Virgos. Gentle and graceful of movement, as well as youthful appearance, they tend to seem younger than their years. Some blush easily, though more often because they've been embarrassed by being singled out rather than from prudishness. While the sign symbol is the virgin, that doesn't mean they're cold or asexual. Okay, well, I don't think those things all necessarily go together. But they do tend to be modest. Look for bright, clear eyes with a gentle but direct expression, delicate noses, and well-shaped, curvy lips. They can be obsessed by their own appearance... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> seeing flaws that no one else does and they go lengths to hide them. You may catch them staring at their own expressions in the mirror, busy analyzing perceived flaws and only when they think no one is looking. Oh, when it comes to the things they can manage about their appearance, Virgo goes to extremes, neat beyond imagination or the consummate's law, both typifying the symbol, the sign's nature, the sign's nature. Frequently, they can look somewhat fragile, but surprise you with their physical strength. Digestive problems, upset stomachs, and outbreaks of nervousness and insecurity are frequent. Hey, girl. Okay, Libra. Y'all are getting there. (laughs) Truly Venus's children. With well-shaped lips and noses, sometimes heart-shaped or oval faces, dimpled cheeks and clubbed chins can be common. Generally, they have well-proportioned features and pleasant expressions, even when they're not in a pleasant mood. Wish I had that. If I'm not feeling it my my face, will let you know immediately. Uh, Their movements tend to be graceful and facial features tend to be more rounded than angular. Another characteristic is a clear and mellifluous speaking voice. I've never heard that word before, but I love it. Uh, Probably said it wrong, but I love it. Even when not conventionally attractive, there will be a certain charm to them. Their faces have character, whether they're what would be considered beautiful or not. They are graced with a gorgeous smile and lovely infectious laughter. That's beautiful. Okay, here comes Scorpio. (laughs) I don't remember what it says, but I know I was like, "Mm." Scorpio. The intense sign is really all about the eyes. Dark or light, the gaze will be piercing and direct, and unless they're shooting fishbowl daggers from them, people will often comment on how beautiful their eyes are. Okay, I I do get that a lot. This one's nicer than the other one, I think. Direct eye contact is the sign's hallmark. They are never shifty eyed. Sharp features, prominent cheekbones, and noses are common, some with uh, somewhat similar to the to a, that of a bird of prey. <laughs> These people tend to have strong constitutions and often powerful looking physiques. Many are pale complexed. Remember, paleness does not always uh equate to whiteness. I actually uh am pretty pale. I just like it's complicated. Uh and can maintain the famous poker face able to give their inner uh, emotions from their no, able to keep their inner emotions from their outward expressions. Oof, not this one, ruling the reproductive organs, these natives may be prone to possible health problems in that region of the body. Magnetic and mysterious, sensual and compelling is their natural gift. Okay, that was much, uh, much friendlier than the one I read before. I'm pretty sure the one I read before was like they have a wide, huge heads or something like that. It wasn't complimentary. This whole list is complimentary, and I love that. Sagittarius. Clumsy grace is this sign's most notable physical trait. Okay. This may sound contradictory, but it's really not. Think of a newborn foal teetering and tottering on its legs while still showing glimpses of the powerful athletic horse it will one day become. Openness and friendliness show in the archer's face and posture. We may find these natives may lean forward with, when conversing with you, getting physically close to engage emotional closeness. Broad foreheads and cheerful expressions from are the norm, as are quick movements and dramatic gestures. <clears throat> they sometimes play with their hair, mostly unconsciously, casually tossing their head to sweep it back or grabbing a lock and tugging at it. I do that a lot. That's a nervous gesture. They often have beautiful, clear, sparkling eyes. Oh, naturally, they tend towards a strong, athletic build, but can become plump due to their love of food. Ooh, I feel that. Drink or <laughs> two to the ruler, Jupiter, excess. <laughs> Capricorn. Y'all, two more three more <laughs> when talking to a native of this winter sing winter Sing, you may often be struck by their well-modulated often deep speaking voices hello frequently they have naturally straight hair and darker olive complexions lacking the jittery energy of other signs the goats i didn't know capricorn was a goat somehow um will generally make slower more deliberate movements when at rest they'll exhibit steady somewhat serious expressions This face will generally sport a straight, well-shaped nose reaching up to similarly prominent eyebrows, exhibiting the T-shape the sign is known for. Their skin tends to be sensitive, sometimes subject to rashes, outbreaks, and easy bruising. You'll notice their teeth, perhaps because they're straight, wide, or even, or crooked and have many fillings. It's all about balance, right? Uh, Graceful in manner, but sometimes because they have difficulty relaxing, the sign may be May appear uptight, bored, or uncomfortable once they get past their discomfort, they will appear fresh and warm. Aww. Oh, two more Aquarius. One common trait of this sign is a high, well defined forehead, generally soft spoken and polite. The sign can fly off a of moment's notice into eccentricity. They often have dreamy, light colored eyes, naturally straight or light colored hair, and finely chiseled, attractive facial features and lovely profiles. Oh, good, Aquarius. They're frequently broad through both hip and shoulder, male and female, alike with strong shapely legs. Hey, members of this sign are very sensitive to weather and barometric, barometric pressure. So expect to find them bundled up in the winter and stripped down in hot weather. Ooh, I feel that very deeply. These people are great listeners and equally known for great as great storytellers. All right, last one, Pisces. And again, this is ascendant and rising signs. Not your sun, not your moon. Physical trait is tied to ascendant and rising. Gentleness combines with with keen intuition that shows in the soft, dreamy round eyes is the keynote of this water sign. Graceful, quick movements that resemble the fish that represents their sign are common. These natives tend to have a quite charming manner and a lovely smile, ruling the feet. I've always heard that about Pisces and always been like, I hate feet. I mean, I don't hate feet, but always be like, oh, feet. But, you know, your feet, they're lovely. (laughs) Uh, they often have small, delicate feet or overly large clawed hoppers. Hey, girl, speaking. Uh, their hair tends to be soft and fine, sometimes naturally wavy, and most often light-colored, lighter colored. Uh, their skin is almost always soft, and they tend to be pearl-like. Oh, hey. Elegant, flowing movements are indicative of this sign, and they seem to appear small for some reason, even the tallest amongst them. Look for tranquil expressions, giving a languid effect, along with beautiful smiles, mischievous grins, and a tinkling laughter. Oh, Pisces. I mean, that's not about me, but it sounds really sweet. (laughs) And I got this uh, from mysticlivingtoday.com. So, yeah, I just wanted to revisit uh, the tie between your rising sign and your physical appearance. Because I think that's really interesting, you know. And now that we've done all 12, you can see what you see in yourself. And maybe, uh, I mean, I always get my partner's uh, time of birth and their birthplace, <laughs> and I'm like tippity tapping and finding it out. So it's kind of a fun experiment, experiment, not to just look at yourself, but look at the people around you, get your uh, parents, get your best friends, get your favorite cousins, get your partner, get your, uh, I don't know, favorite teacher from high school, <laughs> whoever you're close with. And, uh, you know, when you do your birth chart and you figure your stuff out and you figure out you know, what your ascendant is, do it for someone else. It's really fun. And it's a really good exercise to see the truth that you see in yourself, but also see necessarily, not necessarily the truth that other people see about you, but what they do see about you, if that makes sense. So yes, (laughs) that is our Um, what's your sign episode? We've got sun signs, we've got moon signs, we've got our rising sign, we have amber, we talked about Mercury. This has been a whopper of an episode. (laughs) I think this may actually be longer than um our Valentine's Day spectacular, which is our longest episode to date, I'm pretty sure. But this has been really fun. I I love learning more about astrology because, like I said, there's so much there and if you feel like you might be like an astrology witch, then I hope this kind of uh, put more of that like fire in you. Hello, fire season to dive deeper into that. For me, again, like the birth chart thing, it just, my head explodes when I try to think about it too much. But if you're an astrology witch out there, I have resources. If you're interested, I have people I can connect you with. Um, so let me know and let's kind of tap into that gift for you. And let's really get it churning, get it going. You know, Not everyone's thing is candle magic. Not everyone's thing is potions. Not everyone's thing is, um, you know, writing spells and creating spell works. I'm going to give y'all a spell next week. I know it's been a while since we've had one, not since the dream episode. I'm going to write one out for y'all next week. Um, Remind me in the Facebook group if you join or email me. Um, But yeah, you know, maybe astrology really is your, your like primary gift. So let's all dive into it together. I think it is endlessly interesting. And even though it's not something that I'm necessarily gifted in, it's something I love learning about. So I hope you've all loved learning about it this episode and uh, having like a little bit of a deeper dive into it. I thought the, the physical traits thing was fun. <laughs> Skip past it. If you thought it was too long, uh, but yeah, it's fun, especially when not just doing it for ourselves, but like testing it out on other people and seeing what we do see in other people, you know, like I'm kind of thinking right now, um, my mom's a Gemini sun sign, but I'm going to do her birth chart uh, maybe this weekend. And uh, when I can like get a hold of her, <laughs> and then think about, you know, how does she present to me? because I never really think of my mom as a Gemini. Um I don't know. She just gives me a different energy. So I'm gonna figure out what hers ascendant it is, because that's what I'm reading off of her, you know? So yeah, it's it leads to a lot of fun experiments <laughs> with the people around you. <laughs> um, so yeah, that is our astrology, uh, little deep dive, our little app app sampler. Cause there's obviously so much more we can talk about and we will talk about it. Um, again, patreon.com slash bad witch. If you would like to join at any level, there's shout outs. There's uh, you can get yes, no card pulls. You can get full readings. You can get witchy mail, which is going to be really fun. Um, I'm going to send like handmade goodies for you guys. Um, and you, or you can get the bonus episodes or you can get all of them or you can get none of them. It doesn't matter. Sign up. Don't sign up. No skin off my back. I'm just happy you're here. I'm happy you're subscribed and listening and telling people and being in the coven. Y'all are the best. You are the best and you deserve good. And I hope you have wonderful weeks ahead and Mercury is about to get the hell out of here. So we're going to have a good time, right? Love you so much. Love you forever. Love you to the moon and back. I'm not getting choked up. I just literally can't breathe because I've been talking too much in my house. She's so bad. But love you forever and always. I will talk to you again next week. Goodbye, my loves.